Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy and Kyle. Today we have an emergency podcast. Big news in the world of Texas Red Dirt music. Pretty sure it's no surprise to anyone if you're listening to this podcast as to what we're talking about. But before we jump into that, I'd have to. I'd be remiss as a NC State alum if I didn't mention the fact that NC State took care of business against Carolina in the last two and a half minutes of the game. Scored. They were down nine with two minutes twelve seconds to go. Threw a 64-yard bomb, recovered the onside kick, then threw a 34-yard or something like that touchdown to win the game, 34-31. Uh, hell of a ending to the game. Coming into that game this year, schools that were down nine with two minutes and 30 seconds to go or down nine-plus points with two minutes, 30 seconds to go, were zero and 451. They had a 99.9% chance of losing that game before that first touchdown, so... Hell of a comeback. None of, those, none of those other teams are as bad as Carolina. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe Dave Dorn will finally get some respect. That's right. Get some respect. And so Since go pack. He thinks he needs respect. Go pack and go to hell, Carolina. But on that note with college football, it's been some crazy news with the coaching carousel this year. We've, uh, you know, Billy Napier got hired at uh, Florida out of Louisiana. And um, then <laughs> – it looks like right now Pete Thamel, Thamel, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he has been reporting that Notre Dame is uh, likely losing their coach, Brian Kelly, to LSU and might be announced as early as tomorrow. So the coach it's is just a weird coach. fit. It's a very weird fit. He fits better in South Bend than he does down in Baton Rouge. But yeah, it's just weird. We'll, but we'll see if this pans out. We'll, we'll see if it even happens first. But but that's not even the craziest thing that I think would happen. The The wildest thing I think was – Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley, Kyle's old old boy from uh, back in his OC days at East Carolina. He was um, he uh, when we were good. Yeah, that was when y'all were good. But he's been at OU for what four or five years. He's been he's something like fifty five and ten. Went to the playoff three times. Has four Big Twelve championships. I believe I mean, he left in fourteen. He yeah. fired Ruffin in fifteen. He's been to OC fourteen, fifteen. I think Stoops stepped down in sixteen, beginning the seventeen season. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been there. I think this was his fifth year this year. Yeah. For Lincoln Riley. But the big news was Lincoln Riley, um, after they lost to Oklahoma State in the, uh, what is it called? The Battle at Bedlam or whatever. Something like that. Go Pokes, by the way. Yes, yeah, Go um, Pokes. It was announced late that evening that Lincoln Riley has been tapped as the new head coach at the University of Southern California. The Trojans are looking to try to put some serious investment to get back on the college top of the college football world. So Lincoln Riley, <laughs> he left Norman. I wonder if he's going to rename his dogs Boomer and Sooner to something that's more fitting for the L.A. Trojan lifestyle at this point. But funny enough, that's only the second biggest story coming out of Oklahoma this week. Mm-hmm. The first one, and the reason we have this emergency podcast is – I can't even begin to say how excited I am about this, guys, but the Turnpike Troubadours, after almost two and a half, three years on indefinite hiatus, words that we really hated to to hear, and they're back, baby. They're back. I, I tweeted today on the Twitter account the video of Cam Newton screaming, I'm back, <laughs> and I was like, Turnpike, Turnpike Troubadours right now. <laughs> how disappointed but, uh, would you be if this was just a really sick prank? 
It would, this would be the meanest <laughs> thing anyone ever did. <laughs> this really is just, just a really sick prank. Yeah. Evan Felker was like, psych! Psych! I'm, I'm just going to stick to ranching. Yeah. <laughs> That's something Coetzel would do. I could see be, that. Yeah, but. It would be, that'd be a bummer, man. It would be. Yeah, it would. As but, a latecomer to the turnpike. Yeah, yeah, you are. But run through the timeline real quick before I get you guys to weigh in. So, like I said, about two and a half years ago, um, they announced that they were going on indefinite hiatus. None of us really knew what that meant. We didn't know if they were coming back at some point or whether the band was done. I was inclined to just think the worst and think that they were probably done because when bands break up, they rarely get back together um, unless it's like classic rock band that the money's too good when they're all old. But or I didn't hire really a Filipino to... guy like Journey did, who sounds just like him. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, they <laughs> they, they had to go get a, a new lead singer, but. <laughs> yeah. It still wouldn't be the same without Evan Felker, but the lead up to that indefinite hiatus, they uh, were kind of like start to cancel shows left and right around that time. And, and, you know, allegedly there was, no, we never got any confirmation from the band, nor did I expect it, us to, but allegedly they said that Evan Felker was dealing, they didn't say this, but the rumors from the fans were that Evan Felker was dealing with some personal demons with uh, some substance abuse or something like that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like we've seen videos that people think they know what they've seen. We don't really know. Allegedly. There's no way for us to know, but again, allegedly. But um, then, you know, he, at, he they went on tour um, for, with Miranda Lambert. Without going into too much detail on that, I mean, he ends up becoming estranged with his wife, and allegedly, um, and he was uh, started dating Miranda Lambert for a little bit. Then it, he, the band went on an indefinite hiatus, and we didn't know if we were going to hear from these guys again. And these guys are, in my opinion, the best band in country music and the best band in Texas Red Dirt's uh, scene. And they were really hitting their stride when it comes to their popularity right when all this stuff kind of like perfect storm of all these things happening allegedly. But, um, you know, they, like I said, they went on indefinite hiatus. Then we kind of started getting some, some photos that popped up uh, maybe last summer or a little bit before that of Evan. He was apparently working on uh, a ranch. I want to say Yeah, people were saying that were close to him saying he was, um, doing well. And then like he popped up on, um, and played a few songs with the Teague brothers at a small show. Um, I saw that on, uh, he played it, I think two or three turnpike songs with them. And that was cool to see that it was, it was like his first time back on stage on the, on camera that people saw videos of since the indefinite hiatus. And after that, you know, we kind of were, people were hoping, well, maybe turnpike might get back together. And then I know a month or so ago, he, um, Rhett Miller, ever since the beginning of the pandemic has been doing these like, um, streaming shows, and Evan Felker did a show with him online. So that was like an acoustic show online. So that was cool to see there. So things were kind of pointing in the right direction. But then last week, I remember I texted the guys here on Country and Cold Cans that um, Twitter went ablaze, man. Turnpike broke the Texas internet because you went on their website and there was just this orange background. It was the landing page was just an orange background with a new logo with birds. Isn't and that the same logo? And it's not the same logo. It's a new logo, I believe. And fresh start. Um, do I? It's a fresh start. Fresh start. Yeah, Andy. And then underneath it, it said coming soon. Nobody really knew 100% what that meant. Everybody was speculating. We were all hoping for the best. They were coming back. 
Um, some people on Twitter were like, you know, maybe this is just them announcing a sale for Black Friday and the timing around Thanksgiving was, you know, it could have been true. I was hoping that wasn't going to be it because that was going to be a massive letdown. But then uh, Kyle from savingcountrymusic.com wrote an article that day saying that he would put it at like a 90% chance or so that Turnpike was coming back said he is pretty sure it's going to happen. Can't say how he knows it and can't go into further detail about what the plans are, but he does know that it looks like they are going to be returning. Well, fast forward to today on November 29th, 2021, this Monday morning, they had wiped their Instagram clean last week, but this Monday morning they posted a new photo on Instagram and Twitter of the band together. And it was a new promotional photo. And then it just had a smiley face. So pretty much what this means is all indications are Turnpike Troubadours are back. And in their Twitter bio, it says on tour now. Andy, I believe you did a little digging and saw that they had signed with, what was it, Red 11 management? Yeah, because when you first said texted us about all that, I saw the Whiskey Riff article, which basically had zero information in it until you said, <laughs> right. and I could find nothing on Twitter that indicated As is usually the case with the anything <laughs> other than that they were the website was they were changing the website. Yeah, and until you sent me the Saving Country Music article, I was like, well, I don't see anything until I read that, and then I went to Red Eleven's website, and under where you can book artists, Turnpike was listed on there as an option. Yeah. Which if they weren't there previously and they were new to Red Eleven, they would that they wouldn't have been there before. They like, wouldn't have been there before. Never got took exactly. off or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like I and like whiskey. That Rift's picture content, it's but... still fighting chickens. Yeah. No, it's still fighting chickens, but it's not like the same logo as it was yeah. before. But yeah, but yeah it's I, still like I said chickens fighting in a circle. Yeah. Like I said, I like Whiskey Riff's content, but uh I, like when you said it didn't have major details, I was like, that's not a shocker. Because they did that before when they redid the store for uh, merch yeah. during, I think it was their last tweet before the tweet they tweeted today was where they were talking about something about COVID or something. And they were redoing the merch website was opening back up. Yeah. And everybody went bananas back then too. So I didn't get overly excited until I started doing further research. Yeah, like when when I texted you guys, I could tell uh, Andy was a little bit like, I don't believe. I've heard that story before. But it's like I told him, um, as Andy would be the first to admit, I'm a little bit more social media savvy than Andy is. When a band wipes their Instagram clean, that's a pretty good sign that either in their case, they're getting back together, new music's on the way or a big announcement. But this has been done by... Sergio Simpson has been done by Taylor Swift. It's been done by some other people that when they're about to release a new record or announce the release of a new record, they've wiped their social media clean. So it's been kind of something that's been done in the music industry here in the social media age. So when, when that happened, plus the website, plus, you know, just the article from saving country music, I was like, I'm 90% sure 85 at the low end that they're, they're getting back together. And then today the news is pretty much, official because they the like i said in their twitter bio it says they're on tour now and kyle nix's cryptic message that he'd been tweeting out basically said that 2022 it's happening yeah and he updated his twitter bio where it still says he's a, a turnpike troubadour yeah yeah so we uh here at the team at country and cold cans did a little bit of of andy did a little bit of social media stalking and digging yeah, for us to try to lot. get the story here but 
but but yeah it, it really i mean it, guys this is big news because um like i said turnpike troubadours is the best band in country music uh, hands down in my opinion especially live kyle i know you haven't had a chance to see them live but they're uh as longtime listeners of this podcast will know from andy and i at the very beginning they're a big reason why we even started this whole thing um the first show in this whole scene that we saw was what was it, andy it was probably 2015 at um lincoln theater um yeah, probably we were not even 21 yet we were 20 and we went to go Allegedly. see the the, it was John Moreland, Turnpike Troubadours, and American Aquarium in Raleigh. And that was our first like introduction to a lot of those bands. And we were <laughs> we were pretty much blown away. It, it changed our music yeah. musical world, so to speak. And that's kind of what spawned lit the uh the ember that became the reason that we started this whole thing with country and gold cans. It is a hell of a show. So this show was so good. Me and Logan didn't even care that we were drinking PBR like it was going out of style. <laughs> and hey man, the fact that we were twenty, I don't know how his name. <laughs> the fact that we were twenty, I don't even know how we uh how we I got all those PBRs, but we did. I don't either. <laughs> Andy was pimping himself out during the show. Yeah. <laughs> PBR, is terrible. Uh, it depends. Some yeah. days I like it, some days I don't. But it's hit or miss. Like I said, this is really big news in the uh, in the red dirt world. So, what what were your guys' reaction when I I texted that and you kind of saw? Hey, this might actually happen. I turned my notifications on on Instagram. I never get on Instagram and hit them with that follow. And then that was probably yesterday or whatever. Or not follow, but you know, you could like turn on notifications for stuff. And then today at lunchtime. They were just sitting in my truck at work, and so and so posted a new photo, and I log in, and it's the uh, the whole band photo. So I just immediately sent it to you guys. Oh yeah, so, you know, it, was, it was pretty hype, you know. And shoot, the last week or two, it felt like I was on a message forum when your college team's hiring a new coach, and everybody's like on flightaware.com dot com or <laughs> right. yeah, or digging into just these obscure articles on other forums like. Is he? Is he? Is it this guy? Or is it this guy? Or what's that? What's happening? We're, we're grasping at straws, looking at every little detail on people's social media accounts from yeah, checking LinkedIn and, accounts. Yeah, <laughs> going down the rabbit hole, looking at flight logs. Yep. <laughs> that's what they do for college coaches. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty hype. I mean, it was, I said just it's, it's cool to speculate, pontificate. Yeah, to pontificate, if you will. So, Andy, what what was your reaction when you uh, kind of saw, hey, this actually might happen? Until I saw the more Red Levin uh, thing, I was like, oh, I've heard this story before, and it was fake news. But the Red Eleven thing told me I was pretty sure it was happening. And then today was basically from what it is definitely happening. It's a sure thing. And uh, I, the the negative person in me, whatever that, there's a pessimist for that. Yeah, that word. Uh, I hope this isn't Andy's some like words, man. I hope this isn't some fucking some, Eagles triple farewell tour bullshit. That's worst case scenario. I think the big difference between the Eagles and Turnpike right now is the fact that as, the I mean, they look at as we speak. I'm looking on Instagram. 44 minutes ago, they put up a a um, what looks like it could be an album cover. I'll send it to you guys if you have your Instagram still, but, but yeah, this is, uh, this is, the app. <laughs> let me see if you, I'll send it to you too, Kyle. You can, well, actually, I don't even know if I'll follow you anymore. So. 
I'll use it. Yeah. Uh, are you I'll talking about on the story? I'll screenshot it and send it to you, but it looks like it yeah, could be like potentially a uh, album cover. That's not a chicken. No, it's not. It's a. Uh, I, just, I don't know what that is. Yeah, but either way, um, this is like I said, they are, in my opinion, the best band in country music. And I've seen them three times because I've seen them in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Raleigh twice, both in Lincoln and at um, uh, the Ritz. Ritz. And Andy, I think you went to all three of those shows too, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, they were. Um, it, it, it's Kyle. I can't really begin to explain to you how good they are live. And Andy, I think the biggest difference between them and the Eagles is what I was getting back to earlier. The Eagles were all old, man. Whereas this yeah. band, they're they're not old. Like they're they're still young enough to come back and make a big splash. And I and think they also all get along. Yeah, because I mean, it looks like the band is a hundred percent intact from what it was before. Which yeah. is important. I saw something too that uh, it looked like too that Kyle Nixon the thirty eights is still going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean RC still has his sideband yeah. too. Yeah, but it appears that Kyle Nixon is still going to do that on the side like RC does. Yeah. So I just it pulled appears. up for you guys to see. Here is the uh, what I saw. Mm. Go to Turnpike Troubadours Instagram if you guys haven't yeah, seen I it. Um, I just pulled it up. Yeah, but I think that could potentially be album cover. I could see that. I don't know what else that would be. I don't know. All right, I guess so it's, na- it's navy blue with a bird uh, area. It looks like the top of an aerial view of a bird uh, flying over top of that. And, you know, a lot of Andy, I mean, it's been subject matter in some of their songs. A lot of their um, logos and stuff they've used has been like, you know, with birds have been involved. I so. would say that I would think that's probably would be a single cover. Could be, because their album covers are usually not very simple. Let's hope it's not going to be the Bird Hunters remix. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know that um, came back is like a rap root. Oh, I know. It'd be like Wu Tang Clan. Be like Wu Tang Clan. Turnpike forever. <laughs> but now I, I know that my brother and my sister in law texted me today and said that whenever these tickets go on sale, they're 100 percent in. I'm like, yep, me too. Because um, it's all of me, Andy, and my brother and his wife. Like it's all of some of our favorite bands. Kyle, I know that you said you're you were a little bit later to the party with them, but you've become a fan. And it's um, it's one of those things that I really think you need to see them live. And I was hoping that one day you would get the chance. And it looks like you can now. But you think, um, um, when they start touring, you think they they go balls deep, or do you think they start small, regional? That's a good question. I I don't I don't, I don't think they would be making quite as much as they used to either. I mean, they may not do like 200 shows a year, but yeah. I don't think that they're going this is going to be 10 shows either. I mean, you no, no, no. you don't they're essentially doing a quasi marketing effort here like I said by wiping the Instagram clean. Nick Kyle Nick's doing the um the like the all the letters and everything and then letting cryptid people message. Tra- yeah, the cryptic message letting people try to decipher it. Then they've, you know, put that on the website with the the orange background with the fighting chickens coming soon and now they're they're dropping this which would looks like could be a single cover i don't think you do all that if you're just gonna have a one-off like short tour around oklahoma i think that they're gearing up to you know get back out on the road put out some new music something that we've all been you know waiting for for a long time because that you know country cocaine's twitter 
the people we follow, it, it's been nothing but turnpike for the last like few days. Everybody's been hype about it. Everybody's been a- anticipating. It's like Kyle. It's a good analogy you used. It's like when your college football team is in the coaching search and you think you figured it out. Like it's it's that kind of like anticipation over what's about to happen. Any and every rabbit hole you can go down. You go down. Yep. And Andy can tell you from uh, some of the Turnpike Super fans, they will they will do some hardcore digging. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think check Reddit. There's all kinds of stuff on Reddit. Yeah, Reddit's like always a good spot to catch things first. <laughs> it's that's cool. <laughs> it really is. Goes from Reddit not to wrong. Yeah. So uh my, my follow up question is if I were to sit an imaginary gambling line at June, would you bet before or after June for new music twenty twenty two? So when I say when I give you my answer, it's completely conjecture. I don't know anything about right, yeah, timetables. You're betting. Yeah. You're, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm Make being more clear for the oh, okay. listeners yeah, yeah. more so than you. Oh, okay. But um I would say that I guarantee I wouldn't guarantee anything. What the hell am I saying? I would say <laughs> I would guess that we would probably have a single by the summer. Okay. Andy. I'm not gonna say a full record, but I think we would have a single by the summer. Do you or would do you think what that is like a well I guess from a marketing aspect that would be a definite, wouldn't it? If they're if they're going that's, to do it. That's why the, I'm I'm saying that because like as you guys know, like my day job, I, I work in marketing, all mm-hmm. the stuff they're doing, it doesn't seem like it's for nothing. It doesn't seem like it's just for a reunion tour to play the old hits. It looks like there's new music coming. And before I get in, I do want to talk about Evan Felker's songwriting here in a little bit, but Evan Felker is a songwriter, right? And it's not like he's just doing that to write to um, like some folks in Nashville do where they have to meet up and write songs just to write songs to fill their uh, publishing commitments. He, I really bet he's got, he's written plenty of songs at this point. Yeah. That's he's my thinking time. towards what Kyle was saying. That's why I was asking him. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't basically already have an album written. They might have an album written. We don't know, but it I, wouldn't I'm surprise t- me. Timetable for a single, though, I would say I would not be surprised, Kyle, if we have one in the next couple months. Be honest. See, that, that's kind of my thinking is, you know, you're the marketing guy, but say they do a summer tour. You need to have music out by like March, April. Normally you do, but with Turnpike, you probably don't because they're a unique situation. Yeah. Yeah, they could sell out without a single new song, I think. Yeah. And that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, if we were to go see them, I, that's a question I have for you too, Kyle, because I asked Andy this earlier off the air. I said, if they play at venues that require proof of vaccination status, would you be willing to compromise to go to one to see Turnpike? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, maybe. Kyle would be like, I'll laminate my damn Vax card and show it to him. <laughs> yeah. I got it in my, in my wallet. I haven't got the second one yet. Could have felt some. Oh God! I felt horrendous that first shot. My God, I'm just I'm just dreading the day I got to get the second one. Yeah, it should be coming up soon. It is <laughs> in about the, a week. That one's the kicker. Yeah, the second one's worse. But I know, Andy, caught. Andy, what about you? You've been the hardliner, even though you're vaxxed. You uh, don't want to show your papers at a concert. You're talking about one of your favorite bands that we talked about have hardly no songs, if any, that are skips that haven't been touring in almost three years that we have literally not even sure if they were ever going to get back together again. But now Hold the line, Andy. Hold now the it line. looks like they are. <laughs> are you strong enough to say, you know what? I don't even care if it's the Turnpike Troubadours. 
I, before you answer, this is what I think it, you saying, if you had said before all of this happened, I wouldn't even show it for the Turnpike Troubadours. That would be about like me saying, if NC State recovers, and I did say this at the game, everyone around me heard it. If NC State recovers his onside kick, I'll run around the stadium naked because they're not going to get it. But you didn't do, did it. You do it. I didn't do it, no. <laughs> yeah. Man of his word. Well, that's why I'm trying to question. Are you going to be like me or are you going to forego your favorite band that you haven't seen in three years and didn't think you'd ever get the chance to see again? Just because you don't want to show a piece of paper to the guy at the door. Who's barely do, we know, do we know their, um, uh, was it Red 11 media? Do we know their policies? It's not. So it's, Red 11 is the booking agent. So it's not the venue. So it depends on where so they play. So it's they not play, too like. Yeah, if they played at okay. some smaller venues, which they're big enough where they're not going to play at tiny little places, but if they play at some independent venues, you probably wouldn't have to do it. But if you, they play at any Live Nation venue, so say if we all were going to be cheap and say we're only going to see them if they come to Raleigh, they'd be at the Ritz, and the Ritz required. What is DPAC? DPAC's probably going to be the same thing, I would imagine, because I think you buy those on Ticketmaster. I'm not sure on that for that. I'd have to check. If we went to Florida... I'm telling you, going to, going, to, going to Texas or uh, or Oklahoma would be cool campus. to see them on this tour. It's illegal. I can say, ooh, man, <laughs> just mentioning Texas, they uh, like Green Hall or John T. Floors. Just for the sake <clears throat> of this argument, say it's at Green Hall or John T. Floors and they're requiring it, would you do it? I don't know. Kane, I know Kane's is. And even are you are you gonna say no and not go to Canes and have six packs on your belt like six shooters like you did back in 2017, 2018? I don't know if I'm gonna do that one again. That <laughs> might not have been the most wise decision. Um yeah, actually let me rephrase it. I ain't gonna do that one again. That one got a little that one got away from me a little bit. Uh we were also um that was back when we were younger men, to paraphrase BJ Barham. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not gonna say no. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not gonna say no. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all all I need is a maybe because a maybe turns into a yes. So maybe the, I'm hoping by then I'm the, they're I'm gonna the quit doing that shit. In the world. Thing is, though, I don't know if they will, but that's a topic for another day, which we've already covered on, I believe, episode 43. The, uh, so. I, I think since Turnpike has been gone, like that picture you put up on your story today from yeah. uh, the corner of Eastern and Maine, I don't think you could even take that picture today. There's a giant building there now. Yeah, Um. so I saw that Grady Smith had a TikTok I saw on Twitter that he had a while back had gone to Tulsa, and he was looking for the street corner to see where the signs were, and he said there weren't even a, a street sign cross crossing like it was on that picture I put up on my story from 2017 and New Year's Eve when me and my brother were standing on the corner of Easton and Maine with the Easton and Maine. So it was funny. I put it on my Instagram. A lot of my followers probably don't know Turnpike or passively do, and they don't know the song. They're <laughs> probably like, with a stop why, does, sign. why does Logan have a photo on his story in 2017 of him and his brother standing on the corner underneath a stop sign and, and Easton street versus main street. <laughs> I want, I should have been really on if the you know, you know. being homeless. <laughs> yeah, we went out to Tulsa and just slept under the street sign. We did stay in a garage. The, yeah, we did. Is it an Airbnb garage? Yeah, it was an Airbnb garage. The cold water was the only thing we had. The the heat 
in the or the, bleh, can't talk. The hot water did not work. It's January in Oklahoma. Yeah, it was freezing. It was like nine degrees waiting in line to get into Canes. How cold? Nine degrees. Wow. Think what digits. I wonder Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma. Seriously, he's going to sunny California. It just sounds miserable. But I didn't think it got that cold in Oklahoma. Oh, it gets cold there. Can Shows confirm. Yep. Can confirm. I'm not a well traveled man like Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that I did want to talk about too is like with Turnpike coming back and it's the full band of the members from when they went on hiatus, the thing that this band as a whole, it just has, I think in my mind, um, Andy, I'm curious what you think too. Like they have such a unique sound between Nick's on the fiddle, uh, Hank early on the pedal steel. Was it, it uh, the lead guitarist? I th- when I hear him play, I know it's him. Yeah. Um, and R- then Ryan Inglewood, Ryan Inglewood. Yeah. We hung out with him very briefly at the Mercury. I don't know if you remember that. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> But don't but we know did. what you're talking about. <laughs> Andy's like, I was there, but the lights were on. Nobody was home. <laughs> but uh, but yes, yeah, so, but the thing that I think I'm most excited about is not just the band being back, but Evan Felker is I've contended this for years that he is the best songwriter of this generation. Um, and I'm excited to have more music on the horizon. Fingers crossed from Evan Felker, because Andy, you and I talked about it ad nauseum on the air and off the air in the past about how Evan writes like little short stories within three to five minutes. And it's, it's just um, a level of songwriting that I don't think many people are in his class. And I've said it on here. I will fully contend as as good of a songwriter as I think Jason Isbell is Evan Felker is better in my opinion. No disagreements. So my only concern would, would be at some point, the guy's got to run out of lyrical content at some but point. That's the thing, though. After all the, the kind of like struggles, the struggles that he's had, though, that a lot of times I guarantee you he has a refilled tank of things to, to write about and sing about. So I, I was saying about this today. This would be an interesting question, mainly for Logan, since Kyle hasn't seen him. Are you more, would you be more excited for new music or seeing them live again? Hmm. That's an interesting question. You know, if it's in a if if you look at it just for like short term things, seeing them live, I think is better than just the new music because it's something that you didn't think you were going to be able to see again. Um, because the music you can still go to Spotify and listen to the old albums, right? But seeing them live is a different animal. I, I there's something that's um, it's just another level when you go to an awesome concert. But at the same time, getting new music, getting new creative output from Evan Felker's pen is something that. I was not sure if it was ever going to happen again, happen again. And that over the long term, I think would be kind of better than just going to one show. What about you, Andy? I don't, I, I would, I'm probably going to lean towards new music for that. Especially since they're one of the, the show. They're one of the few bands that I can only like, that seeing them live and listening to their albums is almost like two totally different things. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it, I agree with that. The only reason I would say new music, because I have a hard time believing that here in Kansas City Southern rip opening in Kane's ballroom, I feel like that's probably peak. Yeah, I mean, it, hearing the, all the fiddle that, that Nixie puts on at Kane's ballroom was something of a religious experience for me. 
because that was a one of the very historic venues that I'd wanted to see. And then, like you know, like you said, Andy, the boot stomping on a hardwood floor out there with the fiddle yeah. sawing, like that was just something else. Like Kyle, I'm telling you, man, like if they play at Canes and we can get tickets, that's something that we should look into because it's a fantastic. It's not like going to to a show in North Carolina. The shows mm-hmm. out there at those venues are very. It, it feels different to us, you know. I'm sure to them, the, the folks that live there, they love it, but they they get to go a lot. The show, the venues out there, like Canes, is a different animal than Lincoln Theater or the Ritz. Wouldn't you agree with that, Andy? Yeah, and I'm not gonna say it. It's something about the floor. It's like the hardwood floor, like shakes a lot more when people start boot stomping, and it's I don't know, it's just different. But that's yeah. not like exclusive. I'm sure, like if uh, I don't know if Green Hall or John T. Floors or any of the places have the same thing, or Billy Bob's maybe it's probably the same thing in places like that. Yeah, it probably is. But I mean, those places too are just like different atmospheres yeah. than the, the menus we go to here. You know what I mean? Yeah, same thing, different town. Yeah. We just don't have many of those on the We East don't Coast. have like the dance halls and everything like that. Yeah. Do. I would vote to go to Texas more than Canes just because I've been Since to Canes. Been there. Yeah. Like, like John T. Floors or Green Hall or what's the other one down there? Cheatham Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To see them there, or even at Billy Bob's, I'm, they would probably play at Billy Bob's if they go to Fort Worth. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. And so. I, didn't Kyle say they don't have Kyle? You said they don't have rules, right? Uh, Florida has where you can't. I would think that. Texas. I don't, know, but I don't know. They change all the time. I think I think Florida has something like that. Or that might just be employers. I can't remember. I think it's just employers. I don't yeah. think that um I don't think that companies not based in Florida, like Live Nation. Yeah, I can't remember the exact thing. So don't beat me up in the comments. <laughs> but anyways, I know I'm looking for I I want D-Berry, do you subscribe to the theory? Sometimes when artists get themselves straight, they might lose the magic touch. No, actually, okay. I don't. And okay. two examples that I can give to you um, is Jason Isbell and BJ Barham's songwriting improved after they got mm-hmm. sober and after they kind of conquered some of their or learned to deal with and be clean and, and have a better handle over their personal demons. I'm not saying that I like BJ's new stuff as much as I do the old stuff, but I think some of that is also because of the time period that I discovered it. I was in my early twenties. It was, it was all new to me. And it's also songs basically between, you know, sad heartbreakers and fuck you, bitch, you did me wrong. Angry, sad boy music. (laughs) Yeah, it was angry, sad boy music. And I was 20 to 23 years old. So obviously I liked it, but Mm -hmm. objectively speaking, their songwriting got better after they became clean. And it's like, I've heard some people say, isn't it funny how things you start to do things better and you're more focused and clear headed when you're not fucked up all the time. Fair. What do you think, Andy? I could see. I really just can't imagine. I don't know. It's crazy. thing for like Evan Felker. I cannot imagine how he could get better. 
So for him to do something better is beyond my realm of mag- imagination. Yeah. Which I, and which was the same thing, like before, uh, what's the, their last album, the one with the horse on it? What was that called? Their newest album. Wasn't, wasn't, no, that wasn't their self-titled. It was, um, well, it was uh, Art. yeah, that, I didn't think, I didn't see how he could have topped, uh, Turnpike Troubadours. And it, it did get better in that album. So yeah. I don't, so I, I mean, he's baffled me before. Yeah, because that that's that'd be interesting to see if their their new music is going to be just as good, if not better, than their old. I think if anybody can do it, Turnpike can pull it off, though. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Evan writes a lot of the songs, but he, I mean RC also writes some of the stuff too. Um, <laughs> I think it was it Call a Spade a Spade. I think RC wrote a lot of that, and there's mm-hmm. some killer lines in that. So I mean. It's not strictly just the Evan Felker show, even though I like I've said I contend that Evan is the best songwriter of this generation, and it's not even yeah. close. I still think the That's first the- album's the best. I'm not mad at you so. for saying that either, because I'm I fluctuate between what album I think is the best for them. I can't pick one. Um, it, it depends on how I feel that day. Yeah, Jim's album Spoken is Lies my- is my favorite song. <laughs> really, <laughs> so good. It's just uh, or it's either, it's either between that one or. I do like um was it before Devil Knows We're Dead? Let me look at Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, before the Devil Knows We're Dead. Yep. I'm noticing a trend with the kind of uh uh songs that Kyle likes from Turnpike. I got, yeah. Yeah. You know, I will I will say there's a video somewhere of Andy in Nashville at Wannabe's karaoke bar. Me and him were doing Jen Smoking Lies. On yeah, I was about to say, what are you saying? Just me. Well, I'm let me finish the story. You cut me off every time I try to tell a story, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, we both did that song karaoke. But if you look at Andy and you look at him in the face, he's like you said at uh, the other show, he's gone at this point and he's trying to stomp and jump like Evan did in the music video. The video. <laughs> but, but the best part is, the best part is, Andy was offbeat with every stomp. <laughs> and that's the white boy in him. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's just the white boy in him. <laughs> can't help it he was born now i wasn't way. trying to be on beat i was just trying to make sure my legs are going up and down well, and he was sitting he, there he was also i'm gonna have to find the video and send it so to it's you. a little slow <laughs> i have to find the video and send it to you because he was literally just doing like looking staring like this and he was going just up and down up and that's down. what everyone was doing in the video <laughs> <laughs> do you think you were drunk on that stage as evan was Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, yeah, yeah al- allegedly, alleg- allegedly, maybe, maybe. Okay, allegedly. fair enough. Allegedly. You I weren't mean- as you weren't as drunk as Chase was. <laughs> nope. Chase won't speak in English. I've been here before. Is that way? Before. Is that way? He was walking to the Titan Stadium while we were walking to another honky tonk down the road. We were and we just let him to go. The Titan Stadium. Yeah, we just let <laughs> him go. We were just way. like, we we're like, all right, man, we're not going to chase you down. We had that uh, guy that we just some met. Some random dude we became friends with. What was his name? Nebraska or something like that? I think it was from New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Some state. And we just, yeah. He went and got him for us. Yeah, guy. we didn't remember his name, so we just kept calling him New Hampshire. And he was what like, y'all were going to just let your friend go. We were like, he's a big boy. I mean, he's not going to listen to us because he's a stubborn as hell. And um, Irishman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I did call him an Irish little fuck that night. Yeah, he, goes, he is. He, he is. goes, oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> We went on a bachelor party with him, and uh, he tried to do the Eminem 
25 to life on karaoke. And well, <laughs> Eminem is, is very quick with his words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chase, that's like the first whole two ver- uh not the, uh, not what do you call them? Between the two choruses. Verses. Yeah. I mean, he missed every word of him. He just stood there with his mouth open. <laughs> just, was it, that like, was in Savannah, right? Yeah. A complete yeah. failure. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Chase should pick something a little slower. And I, I, I knew Chase back then. Chase was not a, um, the responsible husband and father that he is now. So I imagine that he was quite under the influence while he was trying to rap Eminem. In Chase's defense, I feel like we could make that case for any one of us when we get to that point. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah it's so just he's his... harder to understand than everyone else. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, he becomes mush mouth, and I, it's funny because, like, I, I get like a he has a stroke when he over. drinks. He does. His mouth just hangs up, and he's like, <laughs> it just doesn't eh? work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'm excited, boys. I am, too. Huge news. I mean, it's... um. What do you think the impact this is going to have on the Texas scene with them coming back, especially if they're back full time? A lot of people running scared. <laughs> a lot of people running scared. <laughs> Put the pre- it puts the pressure on a lot of folks. They got to produce. I mean, Turnpike's the best there is in that scene, in my opinion. So I yeah. think this is this is big time, and they're going to obviously sell out this tour. I think that um, if you're going to get tickets for a, a date that you want to go to, you're going to have to probably get them quick. It's going to be one of those things. And then I, I hope that I'm not going to set myself up for disappointment, but I have moderate to high expectations when the music comes out. I wonder where they're going to start back out at. Cause they were, when they left, they were on fire. Yeah. When they, when they went on hiatus, they were opening for Marina Lambert playing arenas. They were yep. in blowing up. Yep. So it'd be I interesting to wonder, see where it goes. I wonder how big they're going to start back out. I imagine they'll probably start off at some of these uh, larger size dance halls and now, and like the smaller amphitheaters that they have in, in Texas and everything. I'm just wondering like if they come to North Carolina, I'm just wondering like where would they start back out at? But my thing is like, would they play at the Ritz or what? Or would they play at Red Hat? I could see a Red Hat. I, I wonder if they would even go, possibly would go back to Lincoln. I don't know. Yeah, Lincoln's too small, man. There's more than 900 turnpike fans in the 50 mile radius that would be now i could easily see that my only concern was that when you start developing a no-show jones reputation would companies like live nation want to book you now i think think live nation is desperate i think live nation is desperate for money they put a year without anything yeah (laughs) i think they can sell there's money to be made yeah there's money to be made and they're gonna throw shit at a wall till it sticks now so. It'll be interesting to see where they play when they come out this way. Cause I mean, you, you have an idea. They're going to play big places when they're in their region, yeah. obviously. Uh, but North Carolina, they're pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that they're, I would say their fan base, people don't think this because it's, um it's been a while since they've been on the road and really even been together, but I would say they're on par popularity wise with Tyler Childers. And Tyler sold out uh, the Ritz two years ago. I would say they were probably more popular at the time. Yeah. So, but you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. So it, it it's, it's not like they've been gone for 20 years. Is, is it too, too soon for people to automatically come back? I don't personally think so, but it'd be interesting to find out when they do a East coast leg up in the, um, mid, like the more upper Southern States. 
like where we live. He needs to put out some music too. Other than bullcrap instrumental album we put out. Yeah. I'm just like I don't really I don't really like instrumental music, so I wasn't I listened to it like twice and I was like, it's all right, but I'm a lyrical guy, so it was bullcrap. Let's just call it space spade. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not really into instrumentals, but no. I didn't like Brad Paisley's instrumental album. That guy can shred a guitar, but after two songs, I was bored. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was bullcrap, too. But, but yeah, huge news. Turnpike is back. Um, hopefully, we can actually go see him in concert and do a little podcast on that. But, um, you know, you guys have anything to add before we close out this emergency pod we have because the Troubadours are back at it. Turnpike will be darkening a door in a town near you soon, hopefully. That's right. So, Turnpike Forever for this episode of Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy and Kyle. We'll see you next time. One, two, three, four.